Welcome to She's the DJ Podcast. My name is Kiana, also known as DJ Q Boogie. I'm a wife, mother, grandmother, motivator, old school hip hop lover, and founder of the Female DJ Association. I went from full-time corporate employee to full-time creative entrepreneur and built a successful DJ business. This podcast is part of my mission to help empower new and experienced female DJs, help you to build and enhance your DJ skills, elevate your business, and more than anything, help you do what you love and get paid doing it. We will be showcasing female DJs and business owners, share experiences, tips, and resources to get you ready and prepared to have a successful DJ business and build the confidence and power to create your own opportunities. Welcome to She's the DJ Podcast. My name is Kiana, also known as DJ Q Boogie. And we have the fabulous, the one and only DJ Pretty Nikki in the building. Hey. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm so happy to be here. Hi, Kiana. I'm sorry, Q Boogie for those, you know, who know our DJ names. Because Pretty Nikki, they call me. <laughs> How are you, my friend, my family? Uh, I am living the dream. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I was telling you a little while ago that, uh, excuse my voice, my daughter was in a pageant last night and she did some of her best singing. And so I did some of my best momming, screaming like a maniac. And so my voice is a little scratchy, but life is good. It's really good. Listen, you're not supposed to have a voice right now. Like... <laughs> How we do for our children, you know? Absolutely. That's, that's normal. That's what you're supposed to do, you know? And uh, like we we juggle all these things, we do all these things, and then we still come out and be dope DJs too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's a, there are a number of us who strive for the life of a one DJ Q Boogie because there are a number of us, and this is your former life, who still have corporate jobs. So we still work these nine to fives while we work our passion, while we parent our children, while we wife to our husbands, while we do everything to, for everybody else. So absolutely. Um, it's, it's an honor, though. I mean, did you see my post that I put out there? Because that's like exactly what I said. Like we do all these things and we still show up and show out. And do what we love and do everything else for everybody else. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, <laughs> um, so you're British born, but you live in ATL right now. Yes. So I'm super international for, <laughs> for, so born in London, mom from Trinidad, dad from Jamaica, came to the United States when I was about three. So I've been here for a really long time, but I'm like the only person in my family who still doesn't have her citizenship. And I think part of it is because like, I don't want to let go of that. When I say I'm British, I got proof. So <laughs> I'm like, look, I have a green card. <laughs> you know what I'm so, um, but yeah, so, so very, very strong international background, but it's, and actually did my uh, ancestry DNA and I'm like 46% Nigerian. Which makes perfect sense because I'm sure you know this. I don't know if the people know this. Most famous DJs in Nigeria are women. It is wow. natural for the for the DJ to be a woman in Nigeria. Wow! I so I'm like, oh, so it's in my DNA for real, for real. <laughs> yes, girl. Yeah, it's 
stuff. So you, well, I've known you for a very long time, but we grew up in Connecticut. Yep. But you left, you left me <laughs> and you to ATL. How's, how was that transition? So initially it was a bit of culture shock, um, you know, just on the pure grandeur of the size of the state of Georgia. You know, you can get from one end of, from the north to the south of Connecticut in like an hour. Uh, it takes me an hour to get to Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. even though I only live 25 minutes, 20 minutes from, uh, 20 miles, should I say, uh, from the city of Atlanta because traffic is notorious. I know y'all heard of it. But yeah, living in Atlanta has been an inspiration because um, there are a lot of female DJs here that are pushing boundaries and opening up doors. Um, And so it's just been really great to have, to just kind of be able to look up and say, okay, cool, you know, like I can do this. And the great thing so far is that everybody's been very supportive. The male DJs have been too. Let me not act like that's not, you know, the truth. The male DJs have been supportive, but it's just a little different when when you start to get into that sisterhood. Um, so yeah, Atlanta's been, Atlanta's been really good to me Yeah, already. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Now, um, have you reached out to any of the female DJs? And yeah, we got to give it up for our male DJs. Like, you know, your brother taught me the basics of DJ, you know, so I have, <laughs> no yeah, you know, so yeah, my brother, my brother taught me how to DJ. He's not Atlanta based, as you know, we're, you know, from Connecticut, whatever. But my brother taught me how to DJ and actually I kind of learned how to DJ as he was teaching DJ London how to DJ, right? Because London is younger than I was. Oh my God, I, hate to, I, still, I still can't grasp the fact. I still can't. And it's been years and I'm still like, yeah. Um, London, London was older than me, but younger than my brother. And so I was a little girl in the corner watching my brother teach London how to DJ and I'm learning at the same time. And so I've been around it. And my father has to always remind me that he's been a DJ since 1963, which is long before I was born. So I'm around it all my life. Um, But yeah, so of course, coming here to Atlanta and making those connections, um, there's a DJ here that I met recently, DJ Trani Blaze, uh, who's a big deal, but I guess I didn't realize how big of a deal he was because he's so humble Mm. and he's so like he sat down with me and broke stuff down as far as the Atlanta scene is concerned. And then within hours, it was like, yo, what you doing on Saturday? Yo, what you doing on 23rd? Yo, are you available May 26th? It, gigs, gigs, gigs. If he can't do it, he's hitting me. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow. And so I just really do appreciate that um, sincerity. And there's definitely a level of integrity in, in, the, um, in the DJ community here in Atlanta. Yeah. So, what a blessing to have someone there that is willing to like show you the ropes and offer you events that they are not able to do. That's, that's a blessing. You know, um, he obviously is one of the DJs that feel like, you know, there's enough out here for all of us, you know, and what's for me is for me and what's for you is for you. So not afraid to be like, here, take this and whatever happens when it happens, you know, so, yep. so that, that's a, a really good thing. So I know that, you learned how to DJ a long time ago, right? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more recently, like you've been like 
I don't know, it's been like a fire within you, right? You've been wanting to, you know, start it back up. So what what made you feel like you wanted to start DJing again? So the fire never left. So like you said, I've been DJing a long time. I was 14 when I started. I'm 45 now, right? So it's like, what, 31 years or something like that. So of course, when I started, it was techniques and turntables and a billion crates. Like my, my brother, I think just finally got rid of the last of his record collection that he wanted to get rid of. And he had like 40,000 records, crates upon crates upon crates of records. Um, and I had access to all of that, you know, as a teenager. But when I got to college, I definitely had DJs that supported the, the vision that I had in college. But there were more people, not necessarily DJs, that convinced me that women don't DJ. Mm. That's what women don't DJ. And they and they would bring up Spinderella and they'd say, you ever seen her do a party? You ever seen her? You know what I mean? They they really just, you know, they they would put female DJs in this box of, yeah, you can rock out behind, you know, a rap group, but like to actually rock a party. No, we'd have we've never seen that. And that's because y'all don't do that. And I was convinced. So I stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, it was in the midst of the pandemic and just being home and everything going on in life. And I'm like, man, I really need, uh, you know, around these same people all the time. I love my family, but you know, we have limits. <laughs> um, and so I'm around my family all the time. I'm trying to find things that I love that are just mine, that I don't have to share that, you know, I don't, that, that are just mine. And I was like, I think I want to start DJing again. So I called my brother, bro. I think I want to start DJing again. Child, within 24 hours, he was like, okay, go to the, go to the guitar center there over there by you. You have a controller, some, some speakers, all that. He ordered it and was like, go, go get it now before you change your mind. Like, I've been waiting for you to say, I didn't want to pressure you. He's like, but I've been waiting for you to say, I want to do this again. He was like, you were dope then. And it was natural to you then. So I know it's like riding a bike. You'll pick it up. I was nervous at first though, because, like I said, I learned on techniques with a nickel on the needle. Like that's how long ago I've been DJing. And now it's, you know, I got this laptop, I got this, this, you know, board with these jog wheels. And I'm like, this is not what I know, but it took seconds. <laughs> like it took a very, and I'm exaggerating. It wasn't that short, but it took a short amount of time for me to get comfortable on the controller my brother blessed me, came, came down to uh, Georgia one weekend with his hard drive with the, those 40,000 songs that, that he had in his crates. He came down. I still have the hard drives right here. I back it up all the time. Yes. Came down with the hard drive and was like, load all this on your computer and get to work. And this is how you download music. And this is how you buy music. Get to work. And that's, that's been it ever since. Listen, you better believe I got some DJ Dean <laughs> up in my laptop. Like he really like gave me so much music starting off too. Mm -hmm. um, he he was like really, he was really a blessing. He is still a blessing to me. And I appreciate him so much. And I always let people know, like he definitely taught me the basics. He took the time out and showed me, you know, and he, and I appreciate him forever for that. And you and I, we have like a, a similar story about, you know, me expressing to um, someone that I wanted to DJ years and years ago. And then they came back, someone who I respected, you know, and I looked up to and a female. And she was like, why would you want to DJ? That's so boyish. You know, why would you? 
you know, so it was like girls don't do that. So then a long time ago, I was just discouraged to do it. And it's so crazy that, you know, now, now, uh, well, what, 14 years ago, I got the, um, I guess the, I don't know, the courage to just come out and be like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm doing, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's kind of, it's, it's kind of crazy. And look at, look at everything now, you know, you know? Right. And so, you, you know, you start, you start to second guess yourself like, man, or not second guess, but you start to say to yourself, like, why did I listen to these people? <laughs> I know, I know what I know, but I think it, I think it happens to everybody, especially when you're considering a male dominated field, like the reality of it is, it's, well, I'd say here in the States, cause I talked about Nigeria, but like even across the world, DJing is so male dominated. It can be intimidating, even if you're a confident female DJ, mm. right? Because the scrutiny is that much higher. Oh, oh, she, she can mix, but she can't scratch. She can scratch, but she can't mix. Oh, she used the sync button. Oh, she don't use the sync button. So that's why her mixes be like, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Like you can be really super dope and there's still going to be those people who are still looking like, uh, but is she fine though? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you got to look a certain way. You got to dress a certain way. You don't want to be too manly, but you don't want to be extra sexy because you don't want to feel like you're, you know, exuding this sexuality in order to get the attention and taken away from your talent. It's just this crazy fine line that you feel like you have to balance. And then you get to a place where you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be me. You're just going to do you. Yeah. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to rock out. I'm going to have a great time. And if I look up and the dance floor is full and I'm doing my job, period. (laughs) Listen, it's so funny that you said it. And when you look up, did we talk about that? Could you, um, you're supposed to be looking up all the time. <laughs> oh, see, and the thing is, okay, y'all, see, so it's been a minute, so bear with the kid. And, and, and I know you, you, you'll understand me, and any female DJ or any DJ um, will understand what I'm about to say. When is your passion? When you love it, you get lost in it. Yes. You get lost in it. And so as soon as you hit the button... And the first song comes on and somebody says, oh, like, that's my joy. Gone. Yeah, I'm gone. And even, I mean? when, even when you're nervous, too. Even when you're yeah. nervous. So I, I, told, I told you, like, I'm always nervous when I DJ. And Colin, your brother, told me, he was like, you know, when you're not nervous, that's when you probably need to check yourself. You know, like the nervousness, like, brings like a different energy to you. Like, it, make, it keeps you on point. It keeps you on your game. So it's OK to be nervous. But. Like, it's like you, you're nervous at first and then those songs over, you press play, like you said, and it's just like, let's do it. Let's go. You know? Yeah. So when you, how do you feel when you, you, you kind of gave us a little taste of it, but how do you feel when you're, you know, in your zone and you see people dancing and things like that? Cause I know you've been, you've been, you've been getting booked. You've been doing gigs and stuff. I've, I've been getting booked. I've been doing gigs. I've been turning down gigs because uh, I've already booked, which is crazy. Um, but the feeling, okay, so this is, this is what I can compare it to. Um, back in 2019, 2018, um, I went skydiving, right? Drove out to Tennessee um, because they go higher. Georgia only goes to 10,000 feet. Tennessee will take you to 15. It's only a two-hour drive. So drove out to, to, to Tennessee, got up in this little propeller plane, uh, 
and sat on the edge of the plane. So your feet are dangling at 15,000 feet. And then, you know, it's tandem. So a guy's on you and he pushes you forward and you start falling 200 miles per hour, free falling out the sky. I got a couple of degrees. H-U, you know, and I also went to UConn. I got a couple of degrees, but I could never find the word to describe the feeling that I felt free falling out of that plane. DJing feels the same way. Ooh. I don't have the word. I don't have, I'm like, I, I know I have it. I know I have the education. I don't have the word. It feels just like that. Listen, you <laughs> explain that so well, though. Like, I felt it, you know. I felt it and I see it because I'm a visual person too, but I get it. I get it. I get that feeling. Um, it's so funny because um, I, I tell people that Billy tells me, my husband, he tells me like when I start DJing, I turn into this different person, like mm-hmm. still me, but I turn into like this different, like I turn on, it's just different. It's like I'm in this zone, this, this vibe and he, he was just like, you know, he can't explain it. So I, I, I get it. I get it. That's like, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful feeling. I just, like I said, I, I can't describe it, but it's a drug for me. And I like it, going back to the skydive. I remember when I got on the ground, he's recording the whole thing. And he's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I want to do it again. That's all I could think to say. I couldn't give him word about how I felt. That's how I felt about DJing. It's just like, I just, I want to do it all the time mm. because the way it feels. And, and, and then I, it, no disrespect to the crowds and the people and the clients, but I'm like, you get to enjoy being in my space because like it, it's, this is my space. Come with me. Let me take you on this journey. Let me take you on this musical journey. Let me curate the vibe and take you on this journey. And you get to, you get to join me. Let's we gonna jump out this plane. Let's go. I'm I'm the I'm the instructor. Hold on, we about to go. <laughs> Let's go. I can't wait to like be in the same space with you while you're DJing. Like first of all, I think both of us <laughs> together will be acting up. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Be a lot I know for a fact that we would really be acting up. And funny that you say that. I keep, everything for me is like always comes full circle. So I talked about Nigeria. Of course, we, we don't know. I don't know if you've ever done your ancestry. If you ever get an opportunity, please do it. But a lot of the DJ, female DJ, um, the most popular ones in Nigeria are duos. Mm. DJs together. And they just kind of vibe out together in one set. And it's, there is no like rehearsal. You don't know who, who's going to do, do what, but so you, your homegirl might rock out for 30, 40 minutes and then you come, but she's right there with you jamming, whatever. So, I mean, we can, we can bring the vibes. That's not the concern. Definitely <laughs> seeing that too. And I love, I love that so much. I love that so much. So, wow. Yeah. We got to make that happen. We got to figure that out. First of yeah, all, absolutely. We make that happen. Because, you know, our energy is like, you know, our vibe is, you know, like, Easy. I think it'd be dope. I know it'd be dope, actually. So I know that um, you posted some footage of mm-hmm. a photo shoot. And I was like, look at my girl. Oh, man. Showing uh, up, you know, and 
you know, we talked about like, you know, you, you doing the, the photo shoot and we know that it's important when you're starting to um, brand yourself and things like that. But tell me how that experience was, because is this like your fo- first photo shoot? So this is my first photo shoot that is not family oriented, right? You know, I've right. done of course, mom, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, I've done photo shoots with my family, never on that scale. But DJing, this is the first thing that I've pursued that I don't have any reservation about going up to a stranger and saying, I'm a DJ. Hey, I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ. You know what I mean? Like, this is like the first thing that I'm like, well, maybe the second, because like you, I don't have no problem telling anybody I went to Howard. That's, that's not an issue, but that's a place I went. It's not something that I do anyway. (laughs) But so I was like, okay, you know, I see, I got to have a legit photo shoot, you know, DJ Q Boogie got this fly photo shoot, all these fly photo shoots on our website. I got to come with it. I got to, you know, I got to at least get to my sis level, you know what I'm saying? Or close to it if I can. Uh, (laughs) um, And so I got a photographer and I, you know, and I was like, man, like, I wonder, maybe I should get a stylist. Like I've never done that before. So I hire a stylist. She comes the couple days before the shoot and brings some clothes. And I'm like, in, I'm in tears when she comes to the house. Like when I'm trying on the clothes, cause I'm like, I, one, I would never pick the outfits. And two, I'm like, um, I'm kind of cute. <laughs> like, but I, that self-confidence, I was not there 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago. Right. And you um, talk about that too. So how do you, how do you feel? So you obviously have some like self-esteem issues and stuff like that, right? How do you, how did you break through that? Like how did time. you that? <laughs> time and prayer is really it. And understanding that the approval is not needed from the people. Um, I was off of social media for like three and a half, almost four years off of social media because I don't know, I I can't say I've been diagnosed, but I know a lot of anxiety that I felt came from the comparison that I was doing, looking at the lives of others on social media. Mm. And so even when I was off for those years, there was still, there was still something in me that was like, everybody's doing something great and everybody's living this dream and everybody's life is this and everybody looks like this. And I don't even want to be on there because I'm not like that. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not as pretty as them or I'm not doing as well as them or I'm not, you know, my life isn't perfect. I went through a divorce. So that broke me all the way down. And then, so it's like, I didn't realize God was all I needed until he was all I had. And in that space, he was just like, all right, stay, stay right here. And I would try to get back on social media just because I like missed people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like communicating with people. Um, and he's like, nope, 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 nope. And then I started saying probably like two years ago, I'm not getting back on social media until I got a business reason to get back on social media. I'm not getting back. I didn't know what the business was going to be, but I'm not getting back on until I have a business reason to get back on. And then I started DJing and I was like, well, time to get back on. Still nervous, still worried, but like, okay, just do it. And once I jumped on the amount of support and the great thing about social media on like real life, and you could do this in real life too, it's just a little bit harder. It's so easy to block haters. Easy. So much easier. And so I'm like, wait, like, I don't have to let you follow me. I don't have to follow you. 
I don't have to agree with everything you say and you don't have to like everything I post and that's okay. So I realized I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. And then, you know, realize that the self-confidence was back, realize that the, you know, the self, you know, I was feeling my, my, what I looked like, looked in the mirror and was like, no, my body's not perfect. My face is not perfect. It's, it's perfect in the eyes of God. And that's all that matters. And that until that clicked for me, you know, it was a struggle, but I, in that photo shoot, um, I, I had a moment too. Cause like, I get my makeup done. I put the clothes on. We're taking the pictures and the photographer. I'm in little five points, which is like a, a, a very populated artsy creative area in um, downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And people are walking by because it's very congested. It's a Sunday afternoon. And they're like, oh, you killing? Oh my God, look at those shoes. Look at that outfit. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, thank you. Oh my God. And it, it, I got to this realization of, well, I've never done this before. And when I realized why, I had to tell the stylist and the photographer, like, I, I need a second. I need a second. I try not to mess up the makeup. <laughs> I need a second because I'm like, I'm doing this. And it's dope. And, and this is like, this is, this is crazy. I, again, something that I really can't put words to how it felt, but it feels so good. And I'm like, I'm not letting nobody take this feeling from me. Not, not right now. <laughs> Are you like trying to make me cry? <laughs> not really, no, but that's what happens sometimes. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a self-confidence that even, even to the extent where I look at the female DJs out here in Atlanta, Everybody's beautiful. Tracy Steele, gorgeous. Stormy, uh, Stormy Monroe, gorgeous. Queen of Spades, gorgeous. I mean, these chicks drop dead. And I'm like, yo, I can't compete with them. And then I looked at my pictures. I said, wait a minute. I can absolutely compete with them, but I don't even, but here's the catch. I had the wrong word in my head. Don't have to compete with them. This is a sisterhood. They'll support me just like I support them. And like, it's enough gigs for everybody. We can't all be everywhere at the same time. People can't, certain people can't afford at certain levels. It's something out here for all of us. We can all eat. And I'm so honored that I found this space of self-love and self-worth. And I really, really hope, I have three daughters, as you know. I really, really hope I can get them here before 45. Mm. You know like they're about to be 21. The twins are going to be 21. Youngest is 14. I really hope it doesn't take them until 45 to get here, but it might because life has to happen in order to, to get, you know, to and through these spaces. But I really hope it doesn't take them this long. Like you said so many things that I could like just bounce off of. But um, first of all, you're absolutely beautiful you are stunning and the first time I met you I felt like that you you, (laughs) (laughs) I'll start crying (laughs) right I'm like I don't have a makeup one today so this is natural face I'm on my Meg Thee Stallion natural vibe today (laughs) but honestly like you're so talented like you know People don't know, too, that you also sing, you know, and I remember um, you were performing 
with the band, your band, um, at Foxwoods. Yep. <laughs> and I remember I went to go see you and I had no idea that you could sing the way that you do. Like, I, I didn't even know that you can sing. And I was just so like, like mesmerized. <laughs> like, yo, she is so dope. <laughs> and um, I just, I just feel like you're just so amazingly talented. Um, Thank you so much. So much, you know, going for yourself um, outside of the DJ career too. Cause I know that you're going to be leaving your job soon and DJing. Come on, speak that thing, <laughs> speak it. Because you know, that corporate life and that, that corporate money can lock you in. But I know that there's a limit to it. I know exactly what the cap is every year, what the corporate life is going to give me. And I know the DJing can give me more. Right. That more than anything is just a feeling of um, being fulfilled and while you're doing what you love. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Definitely very scary um, leaving the corporate world to um, do what you love. But let me tell you, it's so worth it. And you you will definitely get to that point. And you know I'm here to help you <laughs> in any you know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um you so, you, so I want to hear more about you. Um, you have your three daughters. I have my three daughters. So you were talking about my talents, and I'm like, I wonder how many people remember that I'm a that I used to be a hip-hop dancer before I, any- I know that. <laughs> so I used to be a hip-hop dancer. I think, gosh, I started dancing, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. And I danced in this group, two different groups, one called Total Chaos and another group called the Super Four Plus Two. <laughs> so they were already Super Four and then they added me and then they added another guy. Um, and so, so we were Super Four Plus Two instead of the Super Six. I don't know. Um, and so we used to do talent shows all over Hartford. Um, and then we got on this show, Total Chaos. Um, got on this show called, God, what was the name of the show? Uh, lip Service on MTV. Remember it was that. a lip sync game show on MTV. We go on this show. I have, I'm 17 years old. I have the chicken pops for the first time in my life. I, I say nothing. I'm sitting in this green room with 30 people trying not to scratch because I got the chicken pops. <laughs> But I'm not about to miss my moment. And so we go on this show. We do the lip sync. Our song, like, it's like they do like a mashup of different songs. Moni Love was the DJ on lip service, right? <laughs> and we do, we do, you know, the, all of the, the random stuff. And then our main performance was MC Hammer, Pumps in a Bump. Mm-hmm. I, I was Hammer. So I'm going to go, Pumps in a Bump, Pumps in a Bump. <laughs> we like the girls with the Pumps in a Bump. <laughs> Oh, my God. And we won. Um, (laughs) uh, And we were 17 at the time. So we were too young. You're supposed to like win a trip. Like you would win like a all expense paid trip to like Hawaii. But nobody told us that because we were 17 that we wouldn't win the trip. So they gave us consolation prizes instead. And we got TVs, mixers, which is funny, like actual mixers to go with like turntables, but no turntables, just mixers. Wow. And like cash. So little known fact about me and shout out to my homegirl Cookie and my homegirl Brittany, who you know, because Brittany, who is a 
dope makeup artist out of Hartford was also on the show with me. <laughs> wow. Now I didn't, I know Cookie too though. But yeah, I, oh yeah, that's right. You do. Yeah, the three of them on Brett, the show. Come on now, Brett. Come on. See, Brittany is so like quiet. She's low key, super low key. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I, I also have footage. You. I need yeah. to see like footage. Oh, I have footage. Um, but you can send it yeah. to me. <laughs> Yeah, I do have footage. It's hilarious. I should put it on YouTube. Cookie, don't kill me. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, so that that's a, a little known fact about me. I have three daughters. Um, one is at Alabama State, which I, I talked about earlier. Um, she's a sophomore finance major who can sing her behind off, by God. Uh, uh, my other daughter, uh, her twin, is here in Georgia with me. She is also a mom. I have a granddaughter, Milan. She's so yummy. <laughs> so yummy. Anyway, um, and so her mom, Peyton, Peyton is uh, in medical assistant training. She's doing really great in that. And then I have a 14-year-old who is a, finishing up her freshman year at a performing arts high school where her concentration is also voice. And she got, she's a little baby powerhouse too. So you come from a, a singing family. Uh, lots of fun, lots of singing in here, lots of harmonizing. We said we were going to do, um, we'll see. We said we we're going to do, once Paige come home from school, we're going to do 30 days of TikToks. Every day we're going to do like a singing TikTok every single day. We'll see how that goes because we're slackers and lazy. So <laughs> when it comes to TikTok anyway, we might be like, yeah. Yeah, TikTok, <laughs> um, it's own animal. I like, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, a lot. I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm grandma when it comes to tiktok like i'm like now what the tiktok new child because that's <laughs> i don't know i don't i'm, I'm not cool when it comes what, to TikTok. what do they what do they say about you starting to dj again getting oh, back they love, it. they love it they think it's so dope um so during the photo shoot um this was actually just this past sunday during the photo shoot the stylist was taking uh you know behind the scenes footage and I'm sending it to the girls and I at the end of the photo shoot I have a video message from Paige who's that's the one that's at Alabama State and she's crying and telling me how proud of me she is and I can't believe I'm about to cry now Jesus the three of us it was three women the photographer was a woman the stylist was a woman and we're all standing on the side of the street watching this video from my daughter because we're all moms tears running down our face like and she was just like I'm watching you finally do something for yourself. You do everything for us. You did everything, you know, you did, you did everything you could to make sure our lives were great and you're still doing that, but you're finally doing something for yourself and it's so dope to watch. So they're, they're excited about it. They're excited about it. I'm glad I don't have any makeup on y'all because child away, if these glasses are hiding these tears that are trying to, <laughs> try to go down. Listen, it's so important for our children to see us doing what we love, you know, it's just so important for them to see that. And it took, it took, you say it took you a long time to figure it out. It, you know, I'm the same way. Like it took me a long time to figure out that I was, and I am supposed to be DJing and I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be helping other female DJs or in other DJs period. Like it took me a long time to figure that out, but we are here, girl. We are making it happen. <laughs> Hey, oh, sorry, sorry. That was one of my routines. We go here, here, one, two, one, two, three. Oh. <laughs> Listen, 
Well, look, I thought that I was going to be a dancer. Okay. But that's okay. I, I still, you know, I remember one time I was dancing. We, me and Colin were out at cl- the cloud um, mm-hmm. and we were dancing together. And he was like, Q, you dance in the mirror? I was like, why are you that? How you know? He said, because you are not paying attention to me. <laughs> I was like, little known fact, I'm sure you know this about him. But I don't know if the people know this about him. He started as a dancer too. No, Dope. God, no. <laughs> yeah, he was a break, a break dancer. And Colin is one of the most amazing graffiti artists you ever want to see. Now, it got, his, got him a little bit of trouble back in the 80s. <laughs> because, you know, when you do street graffiti, you're doing it in places that you probably shouldn't. Um, but he used to run with my, my cousins out in the Bronx and they go tag, you know, subways and all that type of stuff. Colin is that guy, an adult break dancer. He used to, yeah, I don't know if you remember the move where like the dancer is doing something and somebody's on their head kind of like this. Like it's, it's I was a person on Colin's head. Yeah, yeah. I was a person on Colin's head while he's doing his thing. Straight up, like, you know, competitive street dancer and graffiti artist. Little known fact about Colin Smith. I believe you. I need, (laughs) I want to see footage of all of this. All right. (laughs) So I know you love all types of music, but what, what type of, or what type of DJ would you describe yourself as? Um, so again, I can rock out anything. You know what I mean? I can, I can rock out anything, but the, the place where I get the most lost is like soul classics. So you're talking I'm talking to like, you know, earth, wind and fire, Ohio players, that, that type of that era. And if you give me that space and let me bring it into like nineties, R and B nineties, hip hop and stay in that, like, 70s to like 98 2001 child listen we out here all night we sweating because that's when we used to dance like yeah so my daughter um the other day said to me out of nowhere man i wish i grew up in the 90s because i just want to go to a party and dance till i'm sweaty and i was like let me tell you a little story about a place called club cabaret what You want to talk about sweaty? Let me tell you about these house parties in Bloomfield and, and Windsor and, and Hartford that we used to go to. And I'm sure for people watching all over, if you're from our era, wherever you're from, you have those spots. You have those places and those house parties you used to go to when you you left. I don't care if it was winter and it was cold outside. You left sweaty and shivering because you danced all night. There was no phones to hold or no social media to post on. You actually were in the moment. Um, and I think that's probably why that that genre of music and that those eras that like 30 years span is like my my sweet spot because, you know, I want the people dancing, not that they won't dance to the current stuff or, you know, different. And the other thing about the, those eras as well is the almost lack of genre. Right. So I can easily play Michael McDonald right after like Luther Vandross, you know what I mean? And you people might say, oh, Mike McDonald is, you know, I, maybe he was considered pop. I think maybe Blue-Eyed Soul is kind of what we call it, DJs. Mm-hmm. But like, I can put on a Cindy Lauper song and then a Janet Jackson song and the dance floor is still going to be crazy. I don't know that I can do 
that now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And in this era, if I put on like, you know, uh, uh, some some little baby and then go into some Miley Cyrus, I don't know that the vibe is going, you know what I'm saying, maintain. I don't know that the people are going to be okay with that. But I could, you can do that then because the music cross, the genres cross, it was just like good music, period. Mm. I don't care who's singing it. I don't care what they look like. If the beat is right and the sound is right, let's go. That's- now we, we have these like boxes, you know what I'm saying, that we can't cross or you got to go into this box and then get out of that box and go into the other one now but then you can kind of go where wherever and so your crowd was just like let's they didn't care Mm. listen i like to play whatever i want to play no i'm just joking (laughs) i mean seriously it depends i mean you know if you're djing an event you gotta you know play what they want you to play but right to throw some surprises in there sometimes you know Mm -hmm. People be like, oh, shoot, you know, I ain't hear that in a long time. Oh, wow. Listen, Listen. You, know, you, put on, you put on I Can Feel It by, by Phil Collins. The people going to fall apart. It don't matter. Like, they hear that. They hear them, them, them drunk. And they're like, oh, immediately. You know what I mean? You play some Pour Some Sugar on me at a at a at an old school R&B event. They're going to sing that song. Because when we was in eighth grade, we, we was rocking the Bon Jovi. That was the song. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so many great cla- like I will still play Madonna right now you know yeah. I'll still pl- I'll, listen it, the hits the the U2s and the just everything Secret. all of that all of, yeah absolutely absolutely so that that's that's why those that era is that 70s 80s 90s is my sweet spot and it's because of that the diversity of the music and the lines were very blurred as far as genre, genres are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much now. It's very, the lines are like, there's walls <laughs> in, in music now. Not a bad thing, but not a great thing as a DJ. So what's one of your like memorable DJ moments? Um, whether you're DJing a party or um, watching another DJ or anything like that? Um, uh, so. When I was, man, I think this is high school. I, I'm pretty sure it's high school for me. It's a DJ named Ron G, mixtape DJ. Um, I had seen Kid Capri, and yes, he's number two on my list. My brother's number one. Um, Kid Capri is my favorite DJ that I'm not related to. So I had been to parties where, where Kid Capri DJed, and it was memorable. But Ron G, I just never got to go to a Ron G party. I only had the mixtapes that I would play, you know, at my house or whatever, my little boombox. And I finally went to a Ron G party. I feel like it was at Loomis Chafee. Why was Ron G at Loomis Chafee? I have no idea. This is like 92. Man, I was like, I don't even know if I danced. I think I kind of just watched. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it, his blends. He was like the king of blends. And I was just like, man, I really want to do that. I remember leaving that party um, and not being able to hear that well because I stayed by the speakers and stayed near him so I could see what he was doing and how he was doing it. And like my ears were shot for like days <laughs> after that Raji party. Where is Ron- Raji? Where you at? Like, he's on he's on my Instagram. Let me let me follow him. I'll find you. Raji, you are you're dope. You're a legend. I don't know if you're still DJing, but you're dope, sir. He is. <laughs> He's been um 
That is Ronji. And he has like a morning show. Oh, this was, okay, I'll check him out. I'll check him out. Um, so what is a tip that you can give um, new or experienced DJs about, you know, their DJ journey? Um, you know, it could be anything about like maybe investing in themselves, like how you invested in yourself by doing the photo shoot and getting the stylist and things like that. You're going to do your, what are some other tips that you can give um, new and experienced DJs or, and, or practice, Mm. practice, period, practice. You are not, I was Alan Iverson. We talk about practice. Yes. We talk about practice, practice, because uh, just like any sport, just like any talent, just like any gift that's bestowed upon you, we have to honor it and hone it and cherish it. Um, technology changes. You know, we are on these controllers and these boards now. I can assure you something new is coming. Practice. Like, man, you know, get in, get in your space, get in your headphones, get it on your laptop, whatever, whatever it is you have to do. And the blessing of technology and, and social now is to be able to go on YouTube and, and get tips and tricks from, you know, world-renowned DJs from all over the world are, you know, sharing the, sharing the, the, the wealth, sharing the knowledge is not something that you have to invest in a class or, you know, be certified in like so many other professions. Um, the, that's one of the beautiful things about DJing is, you know, there are people like you who, who are willing to share their, their wealth and sh- share the wealth of knowledge that they have about this community. So practice, do your research. And something else that you have taught me that I will share with people, know your value, know your worth. Man, I, I, I'm trying to tell you, I had to almost all but laugh at somebody when they, they, they gave me their budget uh, asking me to do a five hour event for three figures, not per hour, for the whole five hours. I was like, <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no. And, and, and here's the other part. I can't even refer anybody to you. Here's my suggestion. Plug in your iPad. I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I would dare not even tell a startup DJ who is, you know, getting to getting into it, but has invested in themselves to take something of that nature. So Knowing your value and standing in it and being, you know, okay with saying no to people who can't afford you. That's okay. Are you making me feel proud? <laughs> I'm learning this stuff, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because everybody <laughs> not your client and that's okay. That's it. That's there's, cool. there's a reason why everybody doesn't have a, a Hermes bag, a Birkin. There's a reason why everybody doesn't have it. It's not for everybody. Period. Like, as a matter of fact, there's some people that have it. It's not for them either. They just stumbled across a few thousands of dollars and bought it, and they ain't got no business with it. They don't even know the value of it. So, child, stay in your lane, but know your worth. Great. That's a shirt. <laughs> yes. uh, thank you. I got it from you. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, you great tips. Great tips. I'm so proud of you. And um, I'm just so proud of you. I can't wait to just see you in person and just hug on you and squeeze you and watch you do your thing, you know? Um, so I have 
One last question. And this is what I ask all the DJs that come on here. I, so I feel you, like I'm nervous. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, this is getting real serious. I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, when we're DJing events and things like that, um, weddings, we have to um, play walkout songs for people. You know, um, they have their song that they want to walk onto the stage to. So what would your walk on song be? I want to see you dance to it. And <laughs> what lip color are you wearing when you're walking out in your home? Okay. Okay. I know my song because it's my, it's my ringtone on my phone. It's been my ringtone on my phone for years from probably the, the uh, Palm Trio all the way to this iPhone 13. <laughs> Um, lip color. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about me. Um, as a young kid, you know, everybody, we all got teased for something, right? Well, I used to get teased for my lips and my nose. Your lips are so big. Your nose is so big. Your lips are so big. That's, that's what they should tease me about. But of course the same boys that was teasing me about my lips and my nose then be trying to slide in my DMs now, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so because of that though, I never really wore lipstick, like a lip color so i'm very much a nude peachy pinky gloss type of vaseline blispex type of chick so they ain't never been to be dry but <laughs> they gonna be lubed up but they're not gonna have a whole lot of color going on um so as far as lip color it's gonna be a natural glossy peachy pinky type situation um my song is flavor in your ear craig mack and that's my song. And so, like, I'm coming, I don't know if my camera gonna cut me off, but like, I'm coming in on the one, like, bum, just like you the black. Like, I'm coming in, like, on the beat. I'm, what? And you know, the bass in that song, I need the bass crazy. If I'm coming in on that song, I need the boom, boom. I need that thing rocking. <laughs> I need people's ears hurting like I was. Was that Dan Ronji? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's Craig back slavery here. I, I still can't believe he's going too. Jesus, what is going on here? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, flavor in your ear, Craig Mack, for sure. And I'm coming in heavy, stomping with the big dogs. Like I think that song was in a commercial. I think it was a Ford commercial, mm -hmm. and the and the woman in the car is getting ready to do a motivational speech, mm -hmm. and she that's her hype song to get ready to do her say. That's me, Craig mm -hmm. Mack flavor here all day that is like the perfect song <laughs> someone just asked me that and i was like mm, i have so many oh yeah for sure it, <laughs> you, can you hear it <laughs> quiet storm mob deep everybody knows oh. i love mob deep but in yeah. the beginning it's like <laughs> right right but here's the here's the thing y'all can i talk to the people for a second here's the thing so in our minds, like we're really hard and we're really thugs, but we're from Connecticut. So we're really not. But when we hear these songs, we feel like we relate to the people. <laughs> Bring something out, right? Yeah, it's in there. The it's inner in gangster, there. maybe? I don't know what yeah. it brings out. I think maybe like the inner survivor. <sighs> right? Um, I, I jokingly say to my, <laughs> my people that are connected to them, like, we don't belong here talking about this country. We don't belong here. That's why we're always uncomfortable. And that's why it's always so crazy and so hard for us here 
no matter how great we do, we don't belong here, which is why I did my ancestry and all these type of things, right? And I think, you know, being a woman, a black woman in, in this country that we live in, it's a great place. It's an amazing place. We're actually sitting here talking about being DJs and as a career here, we have that opportunity here. Um, but there's this innate, uh, like I said, warrior and fighter and survivor in us that even if you didn't grow up in a certain environment that presented challenge and struggle, when you hear music, because, you know, music is from the soul, no matter who's doing it. Um, when you hear things like Quiet Storm, when you hear Flavor in Your Ear, when you hear Biggie, all of that that you haven't even tapped into yet, all of that that your ancestors went through and experienced and all that comes up and you're like, ah, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yes, that's, it's in us for sure. A whole mood. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So much. I'm so mad I can't hug you right now. This is trash. <laughs> Come on, uh, tech people, uh, all these all these amazing minds. You got to figure out how we can actually feel hugs, you know, digitally. Figure that out. Oh, <laughs> I know. Listen, I just, I, I thank you for blessing us with your presence and um, just taking the time out to talk to me. It's so good to see you and see you doing your thing, like, I'm just so proud of you. Like you make me feel so good. And um, you already know if you need anything. Ciao. Already. Blowing you up. Why is this? <laughs> the text messages be like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Do this. this <laughs> off the ledge. Back away from the ledge. We're going to figure this out together. <laughs> So y'all, y'all find y'all a cute boogie, all, all, especially female DJs. You, you got to have that mentor. You got to have that person that you can call and cry and scream, but also celebrate and, and honor. Get, get, you, get you one. This one mine, though. <laughs> and I'm not sure. <laughs> I know, but see, Nick, you don't even know that we're building this community, too, though. Absolutely. I mean, I'm still yours. I'm still yours. I promise <laughs> But the studio is opening soon, so people will have access to to me. <laughs> Listen, I'll you know, people, I will do what I can to share, but she's gonna text me back first. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. These are the jokes. I love you so so much. I love you too. Any last words before we go? Um, yeah, man. Just just keep find your passion, the money will come. I wish I figured that out earlier too. Mm. Follow your passion. The money will come. Don't, don't try to figure out what you want to do because of how much money that thing will bring you. Figure out your passion and the money will come. And then you'll have joy and bank. That's, that's a win right there. That's a win right there. That's it. Do your thing. And amen to that. See y'all later. Thank you so much for listening to She's the DJ podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself here. 
DJ Sisters, if you would like help and support to build your DJ business and elevate your DJ skills, sign up for our email list to get news about the launch of our female DJ association community called The Studio. You will also get tips and resources, giveaways, and a lot of other great information to elevate your DJ business. Go to djqboogie.com forward slash about FDJA to sign up. Connect and interact with us on Facebook and Instagram at Female DJ Association. See you soon.